What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, Annoying Question Boy, coming at you live. Tonight we got a little bit of just a, a bonus episode here. Sorry, I'm getting all set up. Got a little bonus episode here. I've been doing bonuses left and right. Woo! Um, I, uh, I'm going to try to figure out in my mind's eye uh how it is that um we as americans could have gotten to this place that we're in with essentially our entire country just being consistently on fire and i mean that's been going on for decades but 2020 surely hasn't stopped the trend uh and yet have people like Joe Biden and Donald Trump be our top two possible candidates for president in 2020. Uh, I'm probably just going to go ahead and rant here. So we're going to give a little flashback to a true annoying question boy uh, type episode from fucking a month ago. I'm flashing back as if one, there's any fans of this fucking podcast and two, really, uh, as if I haven't always just kind of ranted anyways even with a script um so yeah let's go ahead and roll that fucking dank ass intro music so i mean nothing's really stopping us from just diving right in so uh let's let's go ahead and do that um, so yeah, 2020 has been quite the year, that's for certain, um, and we've seen time and time again, the government that exists in this country, especially compared to all the other industrialized countries around us, uh, fail at just about Every fucking corner, every turn, every even just even just like a a a, a brief little adjustment in uh, uh direction failed um and this is coming at the heels of of course the twenty sixteen election uh I should say heels as in the four years is almost ending, not as in I think this is. 2016 um that's some uh that would be some mean uh uh reminiscing that i do to myself there um but yeah so this is coming at the very end of the long stretch of a donald trump presidency uh presidency that has uh proven to be less and less uh interesting to folks throughout this entire year um, and a possible election of either himself, yet again, or, uh, Joseph, whatever the hell his middle name is, uh, fuck, I should have looked it up, because it would have made such a funnier bit, um, yeah, Joe Boy, good old Joe, uh, Kind Joe, I think was his name, maybe, maybe I'm mixing that up, I don't know, um, and, uh, 
his running mate of uh, Kamala Harris, which I am saying right now, I'm going to say that wrong. I'm going to say Kamala. I'm pretty sure it's Kamala. I don't know for certain. I did zero research to uh, say one way or the other. But, um, and with this upcoming election, uh, we are seeing a whole lot of just I don't even know what to describe it as. Just utter fucking insanity um, of the, you know, candidates that were available, say, this time last year versus the two that really look like they have a shot at winning this thing. Um, And you can genuinely, like, look back and just watch, like, any and all hope for America to exist in fucking five years, just dwindling and going away at every fucking candidate who dropped out. And I'm not saying that Cory Booker or Andrew Yang or any of the other fuckers who suspended their campaign or dropped out were going to be really any better than what we have now. But what I am saying is the people that will most likely get elected... um certainly are not at all uh, what this country needs to, as I said, exist in five years. Um, So let's go ahead and start with, we'll we'll give a little critical analysis of the the Joe Biden versus Trump. We kind of talked about this on the last bonus episode with Troy, where we, you know, discussed uh, both there's cognitive function, which ended up just turning into a podcast about a million other things. But we kind of came to the conclusion that Donald Trump is firing on a few more cylinders than Joe Biden is, simply based on the fact that we perceive Donald Trump still has the ability to manipulate people, which shows more of a cognitive uh, functioning brain than Joe Biden's incessant uh, need to remind you that if you don't like him, just go vote for Donald Trump. Um, And we kind of said that, you know, Trump's like the manic um, side of uh, like Alzheimer's or, you know, even just like brain deterioration. And uh, Biden is the depressive side. Um, So let your minds run free with that one. That's a great analogy and you can't tell me any different. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and start with, I can't remember which one I said first. I'm pretty leafed up. Um, so let's, let's, fuck it. Let's go with, uh, we'll, we'll start on Donnie, Donnie the Don Trump, uh, because I feel like just about anything I'm going to say has been pointed out time and time again over the last three and a half, almost four years now. Um, so yeah, Donald Trump is a pathological liar. He's a narcissist. He is definitely in need of psychoanalysis. Um, he has lived a quite frugal and insanely privileged life at the hands of his father, uh, and subsequently has developed absolutely no problem-solving skills or creative thought and certainly not the ability to take anyone else's advice except for his own um 
as I said in the last pod and many others have said before me, um, Donald Trump's main shtick, what he exists to do on a day, what he wakes up to do on a daily basis is just prove that he, I, I can't decide whether it's prove that he's a winner or prove that he's not a loser. Because I think, I think the thing about Donald Trump is, as much as he is an evil person and probably is able to manipulate a lot of people and might have some wits about him, um, he definitely is not uh, running the show by any means. Um, I think we have a very uh, similar thing to uh, Bush and Cheney, except I don't think it's just simply, you know, maybe Mike Pence. Um, It's definitely a conglomerate of people. Um, One, you know, not to cast dispersions or anything, but one most likely being uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, Just going to throw that out there. We'll see if that means anything in a couple months. Um, But yeah, so like... He's at least capable of manipulating people sometimes, is at least in his base. Like, he's a very good liar in that he just lies directly to your face, looks you in the eyes, and says with his eyes, I know you know I'm lying, but I'm going to keep doing it. And there's people that believe him. Um, so he's at least, you know, able to manipulate in that sense. I mean, anyone with logical thought process can kind of decipher the fact that you know, most everything that comes out of his mouth is just absolute and utter bullshit. Um, But he, again, at least is kind of firing on a few more cylinders than Joe. Um, I think with the upcoming problems, uh, you know, the GDP dropped 32.7%, which, I mean, I don't really know what that means, but I watched a TikTok where they were like, the Great Depression, uh, the GDP dropped 6%, and it was America's biggest economic crisis at that point. The GDP this year dropped 32.7%, and no one's talking about it. So, like, I mean, I looked it up, and that's true. Uh, so, what for whatever that's worth, it, it could be worth some panicking. Um, I don't know if I said pandemic yet, Uh but we got that pandemic. I don't know if y'all forgot about it. Uh, most Americans seem to have. Um, we got just an absolute and utter useless government system. We have problems at just about every level of society. Uh, we have had a pretty large-scale mass movement, um, which is kind of seeing its uh, its flame go out a little bit, which is depressing, but I mean moderately expected sadly um we had a decent sized you know mass movement insurrection in this country just you know a few months ago here for almost 60 days now um and it's as if you know it's as if people think that these aren't things that need to be addressed like if a you know, if Barack Obama ran again this year and he was elected, I feel like nobody would even be talking about anything other than, I don't know, the great British baking show. But I genuinely do not think that 
I think this is where I was going with my original thought. I genuinely do not think that Donald Trump is going to be able to handle any of those problems. I mean, if the last, you know, six months of the year have not proved that, I really don't want another four years to prove it. Um, I want to possibly be able to have children one day. Um, So I guess in that sense, the, the candidate who, well, actually I won't even go there yet. We'll, we'll, we'll give our little analysis of Joe, Joe, the main man, Biden. Um, so Joe Biden, of course, you know, is Joe Biden. Um, I mean, if, if we were able to remember Joe Biden for what he was only a short four years ago and not this, you know, weary old man that the DNC is trying to prop up with his his youthful little VP who uh, we will also get to here in a moment, um, then you might actually not be seeing Joe Biden being the runner-up to, you know, well, actually, Joe Biden's leading most polls right now, which is, you know, however you want to take that. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. Um, Joe Biden sucks. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God, I got to stop fucking smoking before the podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I kind of think where I was going with this was that... uh, Joe Biden is definitely uh, not who... Oh, yes, he's not a weary old man. Joe Biden is definitely not the person that we want to try to picture him as or who we are supposed to want to picture him as. Um, I mean, to look even four years ago, Joe Biden was bombing Syria left and right. He was helping write some of the most extreme immigration plans that this country has ever had. Um many of uh, many other awful things that he did in his very short reign of eight years of VP. Um, but even beyond that, I mean, if you look at Joe Biden, he's someone who has 30, 40 years in American government. Um, he wrote, helped write the 1994 crime bill, which if you know anything other about Joe Biden, you should at least know this. Um, because that legislation has led to more imprisonment, more deaths, more, so many awful things, uh, in the black community and brown community subsequently, um, than just about any other piece of legislation that was, um, written in the last 20 or 30 years. Um, which, I mean, really doesn't say a whole lot. This country is definitely never valued or, uh, appreciated or treated the lives of non-white people with any sense of dignity and humanity. But it should go without saying that he was, a, I believe, a co-writer on that bill, or at least a big advocate for it. Um, and it was just god-awfully bad. Um, so if you know Joe Biden for only that, then you should know that he is not this, you know, soft-spoken, 
wisecracking, you know, down-to-earth grandpa that they're trying to put in front of our faces. He's a he's as much as a war criminal as anyone else on that debate stage has ever been. Um but I think I think if um if something like the Black Lives Matter movement were to take place again, um but this I uh, this time a bit more organized and with more explicit and um, foundational demands. I genuinely think that out of Trump or Biden, the one that's going to respond to a mass movement would certainly be Joe Biden. Based only on the fact that he... I mean, his his main role of existence right now is just to be in opposition to Trump. Outside of that, Joe Biden really does not need to exist. And with Kamala Harris in the VP seat getting real, you know, drooly and uh, ready to strike on a a possible president's position here in a few years, um, Joe Biden is really, 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 if he wants to win, Um, and stay in office, Um, he really needs to, will need to uh, listen to the voices of the people. And if there is to be a large enough mass movement, um, I forget what podcast I was listening to. I listen to so many now. Um, But they kind of mentioned that they thought that the movement that would do it would most likely be the, a climate crisis movement because, um, case you guys forgot uh we genuinely are on the brink of like catastrophic climate crisis symptoms um and i think genuinely in the next 10 years if we don't change anything uh even in the next five i would say we're gonna begin to see like real substantial changes um I'm not saying that tomorrow it's going to be 100 degrees warmer or anything like that. But I I do think that with my generation, I'm 21, the generation before me and the generation after me really being strong advocates for the necessity for uh, climate change uh, bills and legislature to be passed for... uh, you know, the infrastructure to be turned green, to be more at least environmentally conscious of the world that they exist in. Um, I genuinely do think that if even one moderately important thing were to shift or change enough that enough people noticed, I, I do think that we would be able to see a genuine mass movement in this country. Would it be as big as it will need to be um, to face the world's largest military? Uh, no, for certain. Uh, as my buddy Troy pointed out in the last podcast, uh, the U.S. military is so big, um, it can crush any size, any size mass movement in this country. Unless, like, legitimately every single American bought a gun and went to war with the U.S. government. The U.S. military could definitely handle it. Um to kind of take over 
and maybe switch gears a little bit, um, not necessarily, but make our way to, um, kind of like, well, first, first of all, let's just real quick, let's take a, just a real quick 30 second analysis of Kamala Harris, um, as the attorney general, um, and as a federal prosecutor, she has spent her career putting black and brown men uh, behind bars for many, 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 many uh, nonviolent drug offenses. Um, she's quoted uh, multiple times uh, talking about uh, a story in where she basically told uh, uh, one of her friends that, like, I forget the whole story, but basically she was going to throw them in prison. Um, and they, she wrote them a letter, I think, and she made the guy, like, read it to his kid or whatever. I, I should probably have read the story before I started talking about it. But, um, (laughs) uh, I mean, she genuinely is the antithesis, the absolute 180 degree opposite of what a massive amount of American citizens have spent the last 60 days calling for. Um, I mean, you can support Kamala Harris if you want um, as a person and maybe sit there and argue about her record or whatever. Um, You would be wrong, but I mean, you could do that. But even based simply on the fact that, you know, a good portion of this country spent the last two, three, four months um, in the streets protesting against not just police brutality, but really the police as a as system and an institution. Uh, many calling to abolish the police, many others calling to defund the police. Um, that to not even a whole six months later get a vice president nominee be being a you know former prosecutor (laughs) um and someone who describes herself as a top cop um i mean there's been so many examples of the american government just absolutely not being a democracy and a representative government over the last fucking i don't know how long has america been a country but like in recent years you haven't seen someone be the just and i might be wrong here but just be blatantly in the face of the american people the absolute opposite of what they've spent the the greater half of this last year fighting for um and convince them that it's a good thing um that's impressive as fuck um, I don't know if at this point they're just fucking playing games with us and, and just really driving people like you and I insane. Um, but, I mean, even just based on that, the fact that Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris as his VP should show that, like, you shouldn't want to vote for them because they're not, they're not there for you and I. They're not there to support your and I, you know, the working classes, average Americans 
needs, especially amidst all these massive, like, life-changing problems, possibly (laughs) empire-sinking problems that are literally hitting us right now. Um, Even just, you know, without even thinking about that, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should not be anyone's pick. Um, And I spent a good portion of this evening after I got out of work um, arguing with someone who I actually really do care for um, and have a lot of love for uh, on Facebook um, who is, you know, given the lesser of two evils argument. And she's a, I want to say, 50-year-old black woman from the New York City area, has lived in Rome for a long time. She was in the Air Force. She was my JROTC leader. Uh, Yeah, that's right, bitches. I was in JROTC. Um, she, uh, she's a great person and she spent, you know, the last couple months really going to town on Facebook against a lot of other people in our community and making them question their ideals, uh, talking about Black Lives Matter and arguing with a lot of folks from Rome, where we're from, about, you know, how they're talking about Black Lives, how they are invalidating black lives, you know, and just like how the fact that she had the strength to do that is something that I will admire for, you know, the rest of my life and really do appreciate seeing now, especially on my feed full of family members. Gross. Um, but I got into this argument with her where she was playing the lesser of the two evils card And I had kind of said to her with, you know, the same cadence as, you know, I'm saying this stuff, like, with all these problems that are coming up, and I spelled them all out, uh, you know, what is it that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to do? I didn't say, what are they going to do better than Trump? I I didn't say, what are they going to do that Trump isn't going to do? I didn't say, you know, do you think they're the better pick? I said, what are they going to do? And it is now, she was responding there back and forth for... 30 minutes we commented back and forth probably 10 times and she was responding every three minutes it's now been two hours and i i mean granted it's 10 54 p.m um but she's a teacher and school isn't open um and she's also active on facebook right now so like she hasn't responded in almost two hours and it's because she doesn't have a response because there is no response because they aren't going to do anything that's going to fix any problem and they are going to be most likely the leaders of our country for the next four years or really until the shit just falls apart and we all die because none of us have fucking health care um and there's nothing anybody really thinks that we can do and oh she also was like and all right so then who is it that you would vote for and i said to her i go i'm not voting and um, I said because there's not a single candidate that has a actual viable chance um, to win in November that is worth my vote um, because there is only one person that I feel that is on that stage that is even moderately representative of my uh, needs and wants as a 21-year-old working-class citizen Um, And that is Howie Hawkins, and uh, I didn't even see him on my fucking ballot uh, for the primaries. So I don't know if I didn't even know his name then or what, but, I mean, 
I don't know. That could the there was a whole thing that happened that day too, which is actually I'm gonna tell that story because that's fucking insane. So just real quick sidebar here. When I went to a uh, vote uh, in the primaries, I went to vote at and I'm gonna shout them out. Uh, I went to vote at the Rome YMCA. Wow, why did I say it like that? Um, I went to vote at the Rome YMCA, and when I got there, I was like, you know, I was the only one in there, but there was like eight moderators or whatever the ballot people are called, all the old people that are there. Um, I was like, uh, so it's my first year voting. Uh, I asked my grandma what district we were in. She didn't know. Um, So I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. And they kind of, you know, called me, you know, where do you live? Da, 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 da. We figured out what district I was from, what's your last name, gave it to them. You know. She hands me a ballot and I get to the little voting booth area. Um, it's literally just a desk with a couple, uh, I think they were like, uh, I don't think they were actually like folders standing up, but I mean, they, whatever it was, I can't even think of a way to describe it. It was effectively as useful as a bunch of folders standing up, but I was the only one in there, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, and you know, I, I get there, I pick up my pen and I'm looking at the ballot and I'm like confused. I'm like, I don't know any of the names on here. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I recognize one name, and I can't remember who it was, but it was a congressperson. And I was like, why is there no presidential candidates on here? So I walked over to the lady who gave me the ballot, and I was like, um, I was under the impression that we were voting for the presidential primaries, as well as, I think it was Congress. Congress or on it. I don't know. Whatever. I'm stupid. I should learn American government a bit better. But um, she was like, well, the Democrats are. And I was like, well, I'm registered as a Democrat. Which I would like to point out, when I registered at the DMV, the independent button wasn't working. So the guy was like, just put, you know, if you if you don't want to do Republican, just put Democrat and then, you know, come back and change it. Um, another time when there's not so many people here or do it online. Um, and that was March 2nd and we all know what happened in March. So haven't been able to do that. So I was like, I'm a Democrat. And she was like, Oh, well, I just, I just assumed that since you're, Oh, also I, I didn't, I, I'm stupid. I left this part out. So my name wasn't on the list. I'm registered, but for some reason I wasn't on the list. So I had to do an affidavit. Um, so she was like, oh, well, I just assumed that since your father was a Republican, that you were a Republican too. And I was like, um, no, uh, actually I'm not. And also that's kind of like not how you're supposed to do your job. And she was like, oh, well, I'm so sorry. I just figured, you know, like father, like son. And I think I said like, yeah, I try not to do that as much as possible. Um, saying, like, I don't want to be with, like, my dad. I thought it was clever. Shut the fuck up. Um, and I was like, so I'm a Democrat. And she gave me my ballot or whatever. So, like, is is that illegal? I feel like that's illegal. Like, that, like, she openly manipulated. Like, if I didn't know, I would have just voted. So, 
yeah, whoever that lady is should not work there anymore. Um, but, I mean, what, I, I can't even remember where the fuck I was going with this. Jesus Christ. Um, but so basically I feel, I mean, to, to really get the synopsis of what I wanted to record this podcast for, um, I certainly think that on only the basis, and I mean this as only this basis, on every other level they are the same candidate, on only the basis that I think that Trump would fight any kind of mass movement to prove that he is not a loser, and Joe Biden would be so confused that someone else is telling, like, saying his name and then giving a demand that isn't his wife or, you know, whatever uh, creepy weirdo the Clintons have hired to take care of him. Um, and he has, he'll end up listening to just about, I mean, I feel like if you put a sign in front of Joe Biden's face that was like, close your eyes, he would just close his eyes. And I feel, I genuinely think you could kidnap Joe Biden with little to no pushback. Um, so I, I feel like based solely on that, exclusively on that one and only reason, Joe Biden would be a better candidate for president in 2020 than Donald Trump. But on every other level, literally everything that means anything, he is the same exact person and will govern the same as Donald Trump. The election in 2020, if not already uh, proven to be so, uh, let me say it out loud, uh, the 2020 election in the United States of America will not be democratic. It has been absolutely co-opted by a conglomerate of wealthy elites who have stripped any and all power from the hands of people like you and I, not only in their own day-to-day lives, but in their politics and in their government. Um, And there is absolutely nothing about uh, the election that is coming up in November that will be at all, um, I mean, really legally binding, uh, but to a actual representative democratic election. It is already rigged just simply based on the people who we really have a chance of seeing win in November. Um, and it's rigged even beyond that. Um, so to say to say nothing more of the 2020 election than this um whoever wins it's already been determined um there is absolutely if there is an election in November which all right let's 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 skip on down that trail for a few minutes um i don't think that there's a there's a big possibility that the election will get fucked up somehow in November. I mean, it's gonna, it's rigged, but I mean, like, that it's not gonna happen. Um, and I've also seen a lot of people saying, like, oh, Donald Trump isn't gonna, you know, leave the Oval Office in November. He, he, Donald Trump is not, like, the main bad guy of this story. He is, like, he is extra number 371, uh, if he even makes the credits. But, I mean, I don't think Donald Trump really gives a shit enough 
to stay in office. Like, if Donald Trump loses, I genuinely will not be surprised if he's in Mar-a-Lago by that evening. Um, And, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's, you know, really in it to win it. But I think that that... I think that if he actually wanted to win, there would be a chance that he'd fuck with the election. I think he's trying to fuck with the election just for the sake of being, like, having kind of, like, the backup with the USPS to be like, no, you're lying. No, I won. I won. If he decides he wants to do another four years um, and have, you know, less of a chance to be proven wrong, I guess. But, I mean, I don't... Again, my personal belief is that Donald Trump doesn't give enough of a shit. Um, So I think if he did give a shit, there would be more reason to believe that he would somehow make it so that there wasn't an election in November, or if there was, it was, you know, proven to be rigged right away, and then he stays in office for a little bit longer, which actually isn't what would happen, but we won't even go down that rabbit rabbit trail. Um, But he doesn't seem, in my mind, to give enough of shit to do that, but I do think that there is still a moderate to good chance that the election in November could possibly um, be postponed at the very least if the Black Lives Matter movement continues and gains traction again, if, um, you know, the coronavirus gets bad enough and we see a movement because of that, Or, I mean, really, if enough people catch on to the fact that neither Joe Biden or Donald Trump should be even considered to be president of the United States, let alone be really the two possible choices, um, I think then you might see a chance at uh, a postponing, at the very least, of the election in 2020. But I think other than that, I think we'll see a perfectly normal rigged election coming in November with in in the saddest and most defeated spirit I could say it in with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris winning. Um, That's my pick. Unless, um, and I've kind of started to develop this theory, but I haven't really put any extra thought into it other than, like, the initial, you know, just sparking thought. But um, I think that there's also, like, a 2% chance, maybe higher, probably, like, 7% chance that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris just raise all this money and then just fucking drop out, like, a week before the election and just fucking hand it right over to Trump. Because, I mean, if you look at the way that Joe Biden's campaign has been run, the DNC should be having a fucking home run with this Biden campaign. They should be getting every liberal to eat their heart out with Joe Biden um, and Kamala Harris. I mean, they got so much identity politics wrapped up in just that one lady. Um, But they should be hitting you know, a fucking home run with this shit, but they're barely even trying. So that gives me some impression that they're going to just cash this check and bounce out um, and officially become... I, I would love... 
I would love to see the DNC finally go mask off and go, actually, we've all been a part of the Republican uh, Party this entire time. Um, so now the Republican Party is just an authoritarian state and just fucking lock shit up. Just take the last little bit of money that they can get before the government absolutely collapses and just fucking send it. Just put it in fucking fifth gear and just fucking floor it and just put us all out of our misery. Uh, But yeah, I mean, those are my predictions. I don't know if any of those are academically standing or intelligent whatsoever, but they're what I think. So, you know, in this country of... You know, the belief that as long as I said it, you know, it's good enough to be true. Um, and that getting a man all the way to the president uh, position in this country, then that's good enough for me. So those are my thoughts. Um, if you're listening to this now, that means you have listened to my thoughts and now you are under my control um, and you're gonna not vote in the 2020 election (laughs) um but seriously guys uh thank you to those who are still listening um i hope you enjoyed this this little this little intimate time uh here with just you know rambling thoughts um if you didn't enjoy it or if you did and you would like to hear more like it Or if you hated it and you would like to hear something different. Well, I have, uh, I believe I hit episode 49 last night. Um, I've done such a bad job at numbering them and labeling the episodes that I have absolutely no idea uh, what episode I'm on. I have, I think, six episode uh, episodes that are season one, episode 10. I think I have six of those. Um, or another number I have six of, but yeah, so like, I have no idea, but basically what I'm saying is there's a lot of other stuff you can listen to, so go ahead and check that out, I usually do, I post pretty frequently, uh, very sporadically, but pretty frequently, um, if you would prefer this in written form, uh, I have a blog on blogger.com, also titled Annoying Question Boy, I also have started a YouTube channel and have hit a absolute uh, writer's block moment with uh, my fourth video. But the other three are up and able to be watched. Uh, uh, Annoying question boy on YouTube. Uh, I also, of course, have social media because I'm a cool, hip, trendy kid who doesn't give no fucks. Uh, I will have Facebook if I want, Mom. Leave me the fuck alone. Stop trying to add me. Um... Yeah, so <laughs> I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Also at Annoying Question Boy. Uh, and uh, give me a follow there. If you have any um, any ideas of topics that I could cover, anyone that you would like me to reach out to and try to get as a guest on the show, uh, any articles to read, really anything, any interaction whatsoever, you can DM me on those social medias and I'm, you know, a very lonely, well, not lonely, but a very bored 21-year-old uh, who spends most of his evenings getting high alone. So, yeah, I mean, I'll fucking respond to you in, like, two seconds, probably. Um, so go ahead and do that. 
And uh, next episode, uh, if you message me what your favorite fruit is, I will be picking uh, the person who puts the same fruit as is my favorite fruit, and I will shout them out uh, in the beginning and in the end of the podcast. Uh, So yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, Thanks for listening again. Uh, Hope you're staying healthy, safe, and well. Um, and, uh, being able to, uh, really stay, um, sane throughout all of this. Um, yeah, uh, have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Love you all. And as always, it has been your boy. Peace out, ladies.